Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Chapter 10, The Witching Hour. A revolutionary attack divides the witches and mortals of Greendale, and Sabrina embraces for a life-changing choice. It's finale time. It's such a good finale. Not bad. It's great. We start with Wardwell. She's at her home, and she's talking to someone in a chair, but we can't see who they are. They're in front of the fireplace. You know, she's just like, it's almost midnight, very nearly the witching hour. Time enough for one more story about Sabrina as she takes one more step towards fulfilling the Dark Lord's prophecy. And so she starts narrating visions. All the signs were there if you knew to look. A dead bird brought in by a cat, a spilled bottle of black ink, a broken mirror in an empty room, a loaf of bread split clean down the middle. Hilda, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> a blind woman knits her own death shroud aware of what's coming and at this one we actually go into Roz's grandmother's uh, I keep saying nursing home but we don't really know what this place is I think it's just her, her house I think her it's her home. home and Roz is balling yarn while her nana is they said knit but she is crocheting it's just a point of order she's crocheting crochet is hook knitting is two needles okay as, as a knitter it's, it's important <laughs> uh, and Ross says, hey, Nana, it's like you predicted. I started seeing things, impossible things. I think my friend Sabrina Spellman is a witch. Nana's like, could be. Nana, you said the witches cursed us. Was it a Spellman who cursed our family? Oh, no, child. Don't think such dark thoughts. You know your friend. You know in your heart if she's good or bad. You don't need the cunning to tell you that. And Roz gets a little nervous. She goes, the thing is, I'm not sure anymore. And her, her Nana gives her good advice. Just look at her and you will know. Besides, the cunning tells me that your friend is not the witch you need to fear. The 13 are coming. Like the wrath of, not God, but something near as powerful, only twisted. And Roz is kind of like, the 13? So we cut over to the Spellman house. And Zelda drops a spoon. Blast it. Oh, someone's having a baby. What? <laughs> Which, okay, Zelda's been uh, going to Bone Town <laughs> with Faustus. It's very possible she could be pregnant. Yeah, she's like, <clears throat> what in Satan's name are you talking about? Oh, you know the saying, if a spoon falls, a baby calls. It's probably Lady Blackwoods. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hilda's not stupid. No. Zelda's hilarious. Sister, Lady Blackwoods barely started her fourth trimester. It'll be ages yet. Zelda wonders where Sabrina is. Oh, she's in her room. But it's been days. I mean. That's fair. Let uh, the girl grieve. And Hilda has made a bomb to mend her little broken heart. And No. And uh, Hilda's like, I'll take it up to her. Zelda's like, no, I will. She, she goes upstairs to Sabrina's room and opens the curtains. You can't stay in bed for the rest of your life. You have school. And Sabrina's just, you know, she's so sad. She's just like, how do I face, how do I face him? Like, how do I make it so that my heart stops hurting, so that Harvey stops hurting? And Zelda's like, there's no bomb for that. If there were, we'd be as rich as Midas. <laughs> and Sabrina is just heartbroken. And Zelda gives her good advice and just says, you're just going to get up. You're going to go to school. And then you're going to come home. And we'll sit with you till you fall asleep. And then you'll do it again the next day and the next day. And then every day it'll stop hurting quite so much. And Sabrina's kind of taking that in. But she goes, but how can I ever face Harvey again? And Zelda kind of starts, but then goes, I'm not sure because I've never been where you are. Maybe you just do it as bravely as you can. 
God damn it, Zelda. Gosh, Zelda with the feelings. It's just so nice to have seen her crumble in that last episode and the facade breakdown. Mm. And now to see the real Zelda that's always there, who is never not going to be tough Mm -hmm. because she wants that. That's just who she is. And she wants Sabrina to be tough. Yeah. But she also loves her niece. She, She doesn't want her niece to be hurting and while this is a shitty situation like it this isn't purely sabrina fucked up it's like no she did something to try and help somebody and now her heart's broken and like it's 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 less cut and dry than zelda likes to keep things it's just so good and sweet and i love it we go to school and sabrina's walking down the hallway and she sees harvey you know he's walking he's got his headphones on and she turns the other way and goes to the bathroom and she runs into Roz and Susie. Everything's a little awkward and Roz starts, you know, hey, Brina, we need to ask you. And then Susie cuts it. Are you a witch? (laughs) Thank you, Susie. Thank you, Susie. Sabrina's like, what is this kind of joke? It's not a joke. The cunning showed me something, a vision. And my Aunt Orthea wrote about you in her journal. She said the Spellmans were a family of witches Sabrina is just kind of like going back and forth. And then you can tell she's heartbroken. She's just like, I wanted to tell you so many times, but how could I? And now Harvey knows. Everything is way Harvey knows. It's over. We broke. He broke up with me. And you know why? Because of everything, all the lying. I've been hiding this whole other life, going to a different school for witches. Like she is letting it all come out. It's so friends. sweet. And then, like, Tommy, I resurrected Tommy, and then he came back all wrong, and it's my fault, and Har- Harvey had to kill him. And the friends are just like, oh. They are being incredibly supportive friends mm-hmm. and loving on her, and at the same time are like, what is this fucked up nonsense? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, but Sabrina apologizes. She's like, I'm so sorry. I never wanted to lie or hurt you, any of you. And that's all I've been doing. And so the friends are hugging Sabrina. It's like, it's okay. We're here for you. We'll always be here for you. Thanks. You're the best. And we pull out and Wardwell is listening to this conversation. Mm -hmm. We cut back to Wardwell talking to the chair. I can't tell you how disappointed I was to hear Sabrina's mortal friends rally around her. Despite my every manipulation, despite everything they learned about Sabrina, her friends would not be cleaved from her. The Dark Lord was growing impatient with me. I needed to change tactics. Introduce a threat to Greendale that would compel Sabrina to make certain choices that would, in turn, force her to separate from them. As for the threat, I had an idea or two or 13. We, we, cut, we see Wardwell leaving the bathroom and she walks by one of the jock boys and she goes, hmm, I would have to wait until midnight, the witching hour, and I would need a warm body. There you go. And she, set, she clearly sets her eyes on this jock guy. Uh, we head over to the School of Dark Arts, and Nick is there talking to Sabrina. I just wanted to say how sorry I am for everything went down with the resurrection. And Sabrina's like, well, how did you find out? Mm, bad news travels fast. It's all, <laughs> any- it's all anybody's talking about, your failed resurrection. Thoughts and prayers, isn't that how mortals put it? Oh, prudence. Ugh, yeah. That was a great line. Nick asks, you know, how is the mortal? His name is Harvey, and he's <laughs> devastated. We broke up. And this is really sweet. He's like, you really love him, don't you? That's the one thing I envy about mortals, the way they can give themselves to each other, which is our aces at passion and lust. But when it comes to true love, not so much. And Sabrina's like, well, why is that? Well, our dark lord is a jealous lord. He wants us to love him and only him. Selfish, isn't it? Yeah, but I get it would be easier in some ways. I'll trade all the witch orgies in the world for what you and your mortal have. 
Aww. Oh, it's so sweet because like he of course he's jealous of Harvey. Oh yeah. But he respects that. Like he still wants to go with Sabrina. There's just like no denying that. But it's just like, oh, I want that. He's got a connection after looking into the Spellman's history. He's clearly got this connection to oh, these mortals have some stuff in their lives that we don't get. And I want that. Yeah. Like, oh, I can see why she struggles to pick one or the other. Yeah. Like, and and he, res- he does respect that. Like, you can be jealous of it all you want, but it's like, mm, man, like, I, I, I want that. And that's, that's sweet and cute. And so he's like, you know, you'll pull through the Sabrina. And if you need a shoulder, cry on. And then they look at the statue and it's bleeding from the crown. And they're both like, mm, that can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, we go to the woods and it's the young dude and the young woman we saw in the first episode that Wardwell picked up. Hmm. It's that woman. And they're like, they're getting it on. Stevie, Stevie, slow down. Hey, you asked me out. Remember, you suggested we come out to the wood. That's true. So stop playing hard to get. And then she goes full on. Why are virgins always so aggressive? What? No, I'm not. Oh, Mr. Loomis. Love it. Loomis. Loomis, Loomis. That's a lot of callbacks. It's great. That's Halloween and Scream. Thank you. I smell virgins the way a rabid dog smells blood. Don't be embarrassed. A virgin suits my needs tonight. And then she gets up, pulls out a blade, pulls off her face. And now she's Wardwell. And I call out to the Greendale 13, to the witches hunted by mortals, betrayed by their own kind, hung from a tree by their necks. Arise, sisters, arise. And then she slits this dude's throat. Sacrifices the virgin. Okay. And then ghosts appear. Welcome back, ladies. Witches are like, well, where are we? Greendale and the witching hour is upon us tonight and tomorrow for one hour from midnight to one. You may walk the earth again to claim your revenge. Go forth, sisters. Take to the sleeping streets. Reacquaint yourself with a town you so despise, and then summon the butcher who will end Greendale once and for all. Whoa. Was it fucked up? Yup. So the witches go. We go to Dr. Cerberus's and Hilda's working, and all of a sudden the lights flicker and, you know, surge, and we see the witches walking past outside. And Hilda's like, did, did you feel that? It, it was like a train going past a graveyard. And I love that they're talking to each other with the flickering and you see the witches walk by yes. the window, but they don't notice. Yeah. No. So fucking creepy. Yeah, it's great. We go to, I guess it's the Church of Night and Faustus is working on something at the pulpit and he, he hears, he's like, who are you? Show yourself. I said, show yourself. And then his book burst in the flames. That's fucked up. And he's kind of like, well, that I wasn't expecting that. We see Susie sleeping and Dorothea wakes them up and, and they go to the, the window. Wake up. Wake up, Susie. What the hell? They've come back. Who has Aunt Dorothea? The 13 women hung to death as witches. So Dorothea explains that Dorothea buried the witches on their land, on the Putnam land, because the witches were betrayed by their own and should have been buried with their families. So uh, they've come for vengeance and Susie asks, is there any way to stop them? And so they look back outside the window and now the witches are all gone again. And the one other important thing we learn is that Dorothea was the person who got them safe passage to Greendale. Yes, Dorothea helped get them there. And then buried them. So the Putnams have cared for the witches throughout yes. history. Mm-hmm. 
Ambrose and Luke are walking outside in the woods. We don't have to tramp out in the woods after midnight just to get kinky. <laughs> this is cute. And they, they see they see the witches, the 13, doing something. And they're like, wait, what's going on? Do you hear that? It's a circle of witches. And we see a fire in the circle. And it's like, from our coven? Gathering for what? It sounds like a summoning spell. They're calling forth something. Oh, we should go. If they're witches, there are people. They're probably out there having a good time. And what if they're not? And the fire goes out. And so they, they, Ambrose and Luke goes towards the center of where the witches were. And they see the fire has gone out and they pull a horse figurine out of the fire. And they're both freaking out. And then one of the witches comes up to them and says, take this warning to your masters at the church of night choking ambrose by the way yeah this is this freaky we're at the library and harvey is drawing he's got his headphones on he's kind of having some flashbacks of stuff and sabrina pops in she's like how are you harvey better than my dad what did you tell him that tommy did it so harvey explains that he's told his dad that tommy put himself out of his misery and killed himself and so that they took him to a funeral home and Sabrina, you know, apologizes. She's just like, I've been thinking about you nonstop and I wanted to call you. And Harvey says, it's funny knowing now that you're a witch because it makes a lot of sense. There's so many things I never understood about you, about us. I thought maybe I was just too stupid to understand. And I love that they put that line in there because in the Sabrina the Teenage Witch series, Harvey is dumb. Yeah. He is just flat out dumb. And here, it's not that he's dumb. He just has no reason not to trust Sabrina. And he's just so trusting as a person. Yeah. And that his nature is not to be suspicious. And she's not really giving him a reason. So I like that he thought he was stupid. Sabrina says, no, it kills me that you ever felt that way. And I just couldn't tell you before. I should have trusted you. You must really hate you. And Harvey says, I could never hate you. (laughs) (laughs) God. Remember, I promised you that on your birthday. But every time I look at you... All I can think about is my brother. I get it. He's so... Oh, and Ross Lynch's pained face is beautiful. So then we hear like this rustling and then out pops Hilda from behind. Hi. Sorry to interrupt. Harvey, I'm so sorry about your poor brother. Thanks, Miss Bellman. <laughs> uh, you need to come to the church tonight straight away. Father Blackwood has called an emergency meeting during the day. It's a bit of crisis. So if you could meet me there. Uh, so Sorry. Like so, she then she then goes and dis- goes behind the the book stacks and she's gone. And Harvey's like, "Your aunt, she wasn't really here, was she?" <laughs> no, I I love how quickly Harvey like figures shit out. Like now that he knows about the witch stuff, he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "No, she was astral projecting." And the Church of Night is our coven, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like you'd better be going. <laughs> I mean, you have to. It's your coven. <laughs> And Sabrina's just like, well, yeah, I hope we can talk more someday when you're ready. No. It's a sweet scene and funny. We go to church tonight. The Faustus is talking to the coven. I witnessed an omen. Many of you did. It's a horrifying sign. The fires of the abyss are being made ready. The pit is yawning beneath us. Dark Lord has seen our contemptible weakness, our blatant disregard for witch law and doctrine. And Satan, vengeful God that he is, plans to punish us. God, he's dumb. Well. <laughs> and in... First, Ambrose and Luke. Nope, nope. It's Dark Dark Lord. It's the Greendale 13. We stumbled upon them. They're doing a spell. They're calling forth the Crimson Avenger. Tonight at the witching hour, he rides. What? The Red Angel of Death. 
you know, so everyone's freaking out. This is not good because the Red Angel Death is going to kill all the firstborn of Greendale, both mortal and witch alike. And Faust is like, no, no. It's like, you know, bro, this. It's thank you for bringing this to us, but it is the wrath of the 13 and their messenger we face. I, your high priest, will protect you. And Hilda says, with all due respect, your excellency, and acknowledging that I'm excommunicated, protect us how? <laughs> That's fair. And Faust says, okay, the whole coven will come into the academy. It's been fortified by magic. We'll be good until the, the red blood is gone. And Sabrina asks, what about the mortals, the people of Greendale? Let them run to their false god and gnash their teeth and wail or whatever it is they do. <laughs> Fair. To the Spellman home. And they're, they're all talking. They're trying to look, you know, why would they be angry at us? And it comes to find out it's a bloody mess what happened to the Greendale 13. It's not a good chapter in our history. After the witch trials of Salem, all the witches in this part of the country were terrified. Trouble was brewing and the the people that mortals were identifying and resting as riches, including the original 13. And while they sat in their cell, the other witches met and decided the 13 would be sacrificed to appease the mortals' bloodlust. And so those 13 women were tortured and hung, and the rest of the witches burned their poppets, buried their cauldrons, and they were scapegoats to quell the rising witch hysteria. The coven could have come together to save the 13, but they... We, our ancestors, decided not to risk it. So we're the descendants of witches who turn their backs on the 13 and let them die. No yep. wonder they hate us. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so there's the backstory on what's going on. And Sabrina's like, I am not abandoning my friends to go hide in some magical doomsday bunker. But And before you even try to stop me, Auntie Z, on the contrary, I think we should all stay and protect the town. And everyone's like, I, I, I didn't expect that. Everyone double takes. <laughs> what? What? Well, because he's very flippant about about mortals. Why not? The Greendale 13 were sacrificed so that the pack might survive. But we need not make the same mistake again. We are spellmans. That means we stand tall with dignity and we do what is right. I like that. So they've decided, okay, we, we can't protect the whole town. We can if we do the same thing as Father Blackwood. We gather the mortals together. And Hilda gets a great idea. I learned something for Dr. Cerberus. He used to be the local weatherman. Oh, for Satan's sake. He said, in the event of a tornado or severe weather, that the town's designated shelter was the Baxter High Basement. So like, everyone's like, oh, this is a great idea. We need a tornado. Well, that's easy enough. And Ambrose walks out of the room. <laughs> Quick cut to a map is spread out on the table. They've got a giant bowl of water right in the center. And then they all have jars like mason jars boreas north wind i summon you euros east wind i summon you notos south wind i summon you zephyros west wind i summon you and so like they've all opened the jars as this is happening and okay and they're like okay so is it working you gotta give it a moment and so we see the weather vane on the top of the house which is a it's got a witch on it on a broom i love it so cute adorable uh it's going crazy and there's wind and we hear the alarm starting to sound the tornado alarms and Zelda's like, pray to Satan, the mortals heed the warning. <laughs> and we cut to Wardwell telling her story again. And for the most part, they did. The mortals of Greendale gather to take refuge in the bowels of Baxter High. We see, you know, like Principal Hawthorne is guiding people in. Okay. And he sees Wardwell and he goes, don't you find this invigorating, Miss Wardwell? I've always been fascinated by tornadoes myself ever since the Wizard of Oz. And now here we are, our school, the only safe place in Greendale. I'm engorged with excitement. And it's just so gross. 
Ew. Ew. You are a disgusting person, but you're really Hate hot, Bronson Pinchot. Mr. But no, because he's gross. Okay, so Miss Wardwell is just like, Mr. Hawthorne. And he says, perhaps when this is all over, you and I might finally have that drink. Wardwell's just like, I mean, she is livid at him. We cut to the School of Dark Arts and, you know, Faustus is, you know, hearing from, okay, is everybody here? Okay, everyone's accounted for, all except the Spellmans. None of them are here, not even Ambrose. And we see Lady Blackwood next to him and she... She is wiping her sweat. She is not okay. She's clearly very uncomfortable. Uh, we go back to the school. Uh, Sabrina is like, Susie, have you seen Harvey? No. And I saw Roz's dad, but I don't think Roz is here, Sabrina. I'll go to Harvey's. I'll go to Roz's. But Susie, we have to be back here at midnight. So they take off. Sabrina goes to Harvey's house. Why aren't you at school? Didn't you hear this, the siren? Harvey says, my dad's in no shape to travel. We're going to stay here. We have a storm cellar. And Sabrina's like, it's not a tornado. It's something much worse. You must mean witches. <laughs> okay, so I do love this turn that all of a sudden he is fully in tune. It's from a family of witch hunters. Yeah. So that's that's good. But it's like we finally ignited that switch in him. So it's like, okay, like I, I'm, I know what's going on now. I don't know the mechanics, but I know what's happening. Yeah, pretty much. Sabrina's like, yeah, it's called the Red Angel of Death, but we can protect you. You? Witches will protect me and my dad from other witches. I appreciate the offer, but I'll protect myself. I'll protect my dad and I'll protect this house. Damn, Harvey. Harvey, it's not the time. It's what Tommy would have done. You've got to understand why I don't want to rely on witches for my protection now. No, I know. Don't fight me on this, Brina. And I'm staying. I'm done being a coward. I am both angry at Harvey, but I cannot blame that beautiful boy for wanting to stand up for his house. (laughs) I'm angry. And turned on. (laughs) (laughs) We go to Nana Ruth's house and Susie's trying to like convince Roz to go. Nana Ruth doesn't want to go and I can't leave her alone. Susie's, you know, saying like, there's a tornado coming. And Nana Ruth says, child, please. We're walker women. We're cunning women. We know what's coming. It ain't no tornado. It's witches, Susie, and a man dressed in red on a white horse. Even more reason for you to be at Baxter High with the rest of us. Listen here, young man. Love it. Which, again, when Nana Ruth refers to Susie as a man, Susie never corrects. And save for that first time, Ross is not corrected either. So this is, again, why we have switched to using they, them pronouns for Susie. Yep. Nana Ruth goes on, I've spent the better part of 30 years sitting in this chair, and I don't see any reason to leave now. And so basically, they've all decided they're going to stay. Susie's staying. It's what Dorothea would do. It's what she would want me to do. I know it. We go to the school. Sabrina's finally come back. Where have you been? The mortals are down in the shelter and it's almost the witching hour. I went to Harvey's and then I had to make a detour to call in a favor. A favor of whom? And we cut back to Harvey's house and in walks Nick Scratch. (laughs) Sabrina sent me. I'm a friend of hers and you're back up for the night. So I'll need to know. I'll need you to show me every window and door in this house so I can seal and bind them for you. And, And Nick's just like automatically walking around the house and Harvey's like... What kind of friends? <laughs> I love it. It's so cute and also super sweet. We see everybody like batching down the hatches, like stealing themselves for this. And the spellmans are in a circle in the school and they start doing a spell, which I am not going to pretend to try to, to say. You don't want to try and speak Latin today? No. So now things are getting heated. Like the wind is is moving hard and, you know, the witches are starting to like pass by and, 
Things are getting crazy. We're at the Kinkle House. Are you going to do something? I'm doing it, farm boy. Not that you deserve it. Because he's doing the, the spell. I mean. And he's, he's got Doctor Strange hands going on. <laughs> uh, you're a witch hunter, aren't you? And Harvey just kind of like gives him a glower. And Nick says, she still loves you. No. <laughs> we go to Nana Ruth's. Susie, did you see that? And we, we see a figure pass by and then they open the door and Susie talks to the witch. My name is Susie Putnam, blood of Dorothea Putnam, who gave you passage across the ocean when no one else would, who cut you down from the hanging tree when no one else would. The walkers are my friend. Please don't hurt them. Fuck yeah, Susie. Yeah. I love, I love it. I love resolved confidence, Susie. Makes me happy. Well, and I love what that means for Susie's character going forward. Yeah. We go to the school and, you know, things are getting a little more crazy. It isn't working. The protection spell on Zelda? As as long as the four remain focused, it just might. And then Zelda starts, like, being all fuzzy and then she's gone. And then we see her reappear at the School of Dark Arts. Faustus, you brought me here? Yeah, I did, Sister Zelda. I have to go back. My family needs me. Your sworn duty is here, Zelda. Lady Blackwood has gone into labor. And Zelda takes one look at Lady Blackwood and goes, Damn you, Faustus. I need clean towels, flesh, water, and prudence. Prudence? Yes, I need help, and this is no place for it, man. And that very much includes you. And so, like, Faustus just kind of goes, Oh, yes, I don't want to be here. And he walks away. <laughs> it's very, it's like, it's very cute what happens. And also, dudes... Show up in the delivery room. It is a place for you. I think it's more Zelda's just staring him down in his stupid masculinity. Oh, being yeah. like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. I don't want you here. Nobody wants you here. We go back to the school. Where did Aunt Zelda go? What's happening? Can the protection spell hold with only three of us? It's a bit dodgy, but if three of us just pick up the slack and no one else is... Ah, no! And at this point, Ambrose is gone. Poof. We go back to the school. Luke, what am I doing here? I teleported you here. No use trying to leave. I've bound you to the academy and you have to stay. Ambrose is pissed. It's like, no, I need to go back. And Lucas, I couldn't leave you to die there, Ambrose. And this is something I didn't think about when we first saw this. But Luke is still under that love spell from Hilda. Oh, yeah. That would explain this mostly irrational action. Oh, that's going to come back to bite. This is going to fuck them up next season. Oh, boy. Yeah, because I had completely forgotten about that, too. We go to school, and Wardwell comes up to Hilda and Sabrina. The witches are getting stronger out there. I can sense it. Miss Wardwell, it's just me and Hilda now. I'm fading, love. I don't think I can hold on much longer. Sabrina, if you and your aunt can't maintain the spell, the 13 will throw open every door and window. The mortals will be unprotected, and the Red Angel arrives. There will be no escaping his sword. Thank you, Wardwell, for re-explaining everything we already know to be happening. But I love Hilda just being like, feel free to pitch in at any time. <laughs> Thank you, Shade. <laughs> Wardwell's like, you know, I fear we would still falter before the witching hour ends. Then there's the matter of Mr. Kinkle, Miss Putnam, Miss Walker. They're out there facing their own personal assaults. No, the time for defense is over. It's time to go on the offensive. Ugh. Wardwell, you manipulative witch. Yeah. Basically... She convinces Sabrina to go with her. Hilda, you're going to have to hold it down by yourself. Bloody hell. Alone, bloody hell. <laughs> All right. So we go back to Wardwell telling her story. In the end, there was only one way to accomplish what the Dark Lord wanted. Make it so that Sabrina would have no other option. There would only be one path to save the mortals, the path of night. 
And so we went back to the clearing in the woods where the story first began 16 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So we, we go to the woods back where her baptism is. And Wardwell tells her, look, you need the power of a full witch. You're too weak otherwise. So you're going to have to sign the Book of the Beast to protect your, your friends. And Sabrina's like, there, there must be another way. There's not one that I think of. You must sign. It's the only way you'll ever be strong enough to stop. And then we hear hoofbeats and we see the red angel, you know, which is a skeleton on a horse with this red mist behind him, you know, walking by. That's him. You can hear him. I know you're scared, Sabrina, because all women are taught to fear power. Own your power. Don't accept it from the Dark Lord. Take it. Wield it. Save your friends. Sabrina starts to cry and Wardwell, you know, starts bringing up, you know, if you don't do this, Harvey, Rosalind and Susie are going to die. Your aunt's your cousin. We'll all die. So then she hears the Dark Lord's voice. Do you do this of your own free will? Do you understand what it means? When I call upon your girl, you must answer. And he comes up and he slices her hand. And so there's drops of blood on the book. We see flashbacks from the season you know, mom, dad, oh, my child, you have no idea how special you are. There's no flying without you, Sabrina. Like, we just go through all of the big things. And Sabrina signs. And she gets this surge of energy into her body. And it forces her back from the the altar. And Ward was like, Sabrina, breathe. Let it in. Can you feel it? Do you feel it? Yes. We don't have much time. Where, where do we go? What do we do to stop the 13 and the red angel? And Ward says, not we you. The power is yours, not ours. So Sabrina's like, okay, what do we do? What do I do? Don't you know, Sabrina? Hasn't the Dark Lord already shown you what to do? And Sabrina's like confused, but then she flashes back to things that we, she's, again, she's already seen this season. And it's the place where she had her harrowing and she saw the witches hanging from the trees. And she's just like, where the witches died, it was on fire. Sabrina's got her task. So we go back to the School of Dark Arts Lady Blackwood is in labor. You know, one more push. Here comes your first. And then she doesn't say anything. And she kind of like hides her face. And Lady Blackwood's like, what is it? Nothing. You're fine. And she kind of shares a look with Prudence for a minute. Like Prudence is like, okay. Lady Blackwood's like, how is he? How is my son? Oh, strong and fine, Lady Blackwood. Sister Spellman, Lady Blackwood's bleeding too much. Oh, we'll fix it right up. And Blackwood just keeps saying, my baby, Sister Zelda, my babies. They must be preserved at all costs. And this makes Zelda very nervous. So something has happened and we don't know what. Mm-hmm. We go to school and Hilda is just trying so hard to keep these spells going. Dr. Cerberus comes up. What are you doing? You should be downstairs. I got so worried. Oh, I'm, I'm saying a little prayer for the tornado. <laughs> Love how she says that. And he's just like, do you need me to stay? Just hold my hands just for a minute. Will that help? Can't hurt, can it? Oh, it's so sweet. I love I love Hilda with a boyfriend. It's precious. Yes. We cut back to Nana Ruth's and the witch goes. And then this is right after Susie has made their declaration. Susie, what happened? What did you do? I have no clue. Maybe she just got tired and went home. She's shaking like they're all freaked out. Nana Ruth says no children. She left. She left because it's his turn now. The Crimson Rider, the Angel of Death. Can't you hear him? That horse of his. And we hear that we hear the horse. We hear the angel of death coming. We go to the Kinkle house and they have stacked a ton of luggage and, and trunks up against the door and it's it's moving. And like, what the hell? That mortal is the main event. The doom of Greendale. You're not your father's firstborn son, are you? No, that would have been Tommy. What about your father? 
He's the firstborn son. Yeah. Ah, crap. <laughs> All right. Well, so now we cut to the tree. How do I do it, Miss Wardwell? Dig deep. It isn't just power, Sabrina. It's rage. It's the desire to change the world and the will to do it. Command the Greendell 13. Sabrina walks up closer to the tree. I order the Greendale 13 to stop. Go in peace or face my wrath. And we see all the witches in the different places. They've had their hands up. And all of a sudden, they put their hands down. Uh, we go back to the school, Hilda and Cerberus. And everything seems to have dissipated. Is that it? Has the storm passed? No, it just got here. Tell me, you're not the firstborn of your family, are you? And Cerberus says, oldest of three boys. Hear me. Hear me. Run away. Live to see another day. And clearly that's a spell. And he just takes off running. Run. Run. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> and so then we see the doors are slamming. And then we see this red smoke coming through. And Hilda continues to recite the protection spell. But she's getting a little weak. Mm-hmm. We go back to the tree and all the 13 are there again. Who are you to order us here? We felt the wrath of Greendale once, child. We won't be hung again. No, not hung. Burned. Burn us, half-witch? We are not of this earth. No earthly fire can burn us. No, not earthly fire. Hell fire. None but the most powerful can summon it. Devils. And in the history, only three. Well, it's about to be four. Holy shit, Sabrina. I love how bitchy she gets, and I love it. She's like, <laughs> I, Sabrina Spellman, daughter of Edward Spellman, child of night, call forth fire from the pit. And... These witches get freaked out and blue flames just start to engulf all of them. And she's, she's reciting more spell. And as this is happening, Sabrina's hair color changes. It goes from the you know normal everyday blonde to that platinum white, like uh -huh. the com like old school comic book white Sabrina hair. And you see her like relishing this power for a bit until eventually like that drains from her face and this sort of realization comes across mm -hmm. it's a very just weird moment for her like, oh i'm fully a witch now and also i just did something fucking nuts uh-huh yeah that's, that's a whole lot of layers going on there we cut to wardwell telling her story and then they went up in hellflame a gorgeous searing inferno consumed their souls releasing their anger until their charred bodies fell from the sky like ash. And then we see like these big pieces of ash falling on Sabrina and Wardwell. And once the witches who summoned the Red Death were gone, the wrath that fueled him dissipated. The angel too simply vanished as though he was never there. And just like that, the witching hour was over. And most everyone had survived the storm, little knowing how close to annihilation they'd come. We go to the Kinkle house and Harvey's like, what happened tonight? I'm pretty sure your girlfriend just saved the entire town. She's not my girlfriend. Not anymore. Why did you show up here? She asked me, so I came. No, but why? Are, are you are you guys? She loves you, mortal. She'll die for you. Maybe that's worth forgiving her for. Ugh. Like, again, I love this scene because you have that bro-y tension of like, you like my girlfriend. Oh, but she's not my girlfriend anymore. But I'm mad at her. But you should you shouldn't be mad at her. You need to forgive her because she loves you. Like, it's this whole like... It's very well done mm -hmm. because it could have easily been into a dick measuring competition and it never did. Nope. No, it's it was perfect. We go back to the School of Dark Arts and Faustus walks in the room just as Zelda is covering Lady Blackwood's head. Faustus, I'm sorry you were right. Lady Blackwood was too weak to bring your baby into the world. Baby, I thought 
You said twins. Something strange but not unheard of happened. One of your sons, the dominant one, consumed the other, the submissive one in the womb. He is only one son fortified by the brother he consumed. And Faustus is like, as it should be. Let me hold him. My only begotten son and heir. And Prudence sees this. Of course, you know, we know she's his daughter. So now she's fully been cast aside. It's a little knife to the heart. And this is so fucked up. So fucked up and gross, gross, gross. Sons are not more important than daughters. Then we see, we go to Roz. She kisses her Nana on the head and then covers her with the blanket that she had been working on. And as this is happening, we see Nana Ruth walk out the door. So clearly her spirit has left. As Roz has the vision of her leaving, Mm -hmm. which is beautiful it's, it's very well done that's such a good moment it's a, it's a it's a good way to like end that bit of of her story i like that uh, we go to the spellman house you know it's super early in the morning and cerberus is dropping off hilda i don't know what you said in that prayer tonight but it certainly worked all the clouds are cleared it's going to be a beautiful day hilda spellman and then she just like quickly kisses him good night and then he walks away and as he's walking away his eyes flash He's clearly a demon. Oh, uh oh, she's in love with a demon, which, you know, she's a witch. So I'm, I'm guessing that's actually okay in terms of like, they're not supposed to be with mortals, but I could see a witch being allowed to be with a demon. Unless he's, you know, a bad demon. Well, uh, I don't think there's a good demon. Well, you know, he is adorable, though. So we, we go inside the house and we're in, we're, we, Hilda goes up to her room, which she shares with Zelda. And Zelda has a worried face and like what happened to you early it doesn't matter all's well that ends well i suppose hilda yes i've done something rather impulsive she steps aside and there's a bassinet and hilda looks in and says did you make a magic baby (laughs) which which is a lovely call to the very original sabrina series that is how sabrina was made the ants made a magic baby oh that's where sabrina came from in the original series well, fun fact. Fun fact. Also, just a fucking funny line. It is. And Zelda's like, it's Lady Blackwood's. Hmm? Girl, I lied to Father Blackwood. I said he only had one child. Why? <laughs> to protect the babe, Hilda. She's a girl born before her brother. And the high priest, I feared what he would have done to her. But we can raise her. We've done it before. We'll keep it secret, you and I, together as sisters, forever and ever. I'm moving out. <laughs> and then Zelda's like, what? Oh, Huh? I'm, I'm moving out of this bedroom. I think it's time I had a room of my own. And then Hilda just like saunters out backwards, kind of. <laughs> and I love it. Hilda wants to get laid. <laughs> well, it's also just like Hilda's like, I need to get away from you, crazy lady. Like, you've gone to a crazy place and I need some privacy now because I have a nice man. I'm going to leave the bedroom now. It's time. For us to have our own rooms. You're taking care of a baby. I'm getting my own damn room. And Zelda is like, that did not go how I thought it was going to. Also, Hilda will totally take care of that baby. But she's just like, okay, crazy woman. I can't deal with this. I can't can't keep dealing with your nonsense. (laughs) We go to the School of Dark Arts. And Faustus is showing off his baby to all the warlocks. Why is she doing it to all the boys? Stupid. The Church of Night is ours, boys. This is the Dark Lord's sign. His blessing that we are in the right. Hail to my firstborn son. Hail Judas. Hail Judas. Hail Satan. Hail Judas. Hail Satan. Which is hilarious. I kind of love that they he named his son Judas. So there's two things here. One, Ambrose is not chanting with the rest of them. No, he's like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And number two, 
I actually get, I, I think I feel where they're going here. Blackwood has tried to reform the Church of Night to be mm-hmm. patriarchal. Of course. And there is so much movement, especially with Wardwell, to turn the Church of Night into a matriarchal institution. Because women in that in that church that they've created have a lot more power than the men. I mean, at some point, Sabrina is going to be a direct threat to Blackwood in leading the church. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be a huge showdown. Mm-hmm. But this actually makes sense in that framework. Like, it seems like, oh, why are all the boys here? It's like, because he's very specifically trying to claim that power for the men in that church. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, it has always been a matriarchal church. Yes. And so I think that's being set up there to play later. It's just a part of the politics of this organization. Yeah. Uh, we go over to Harvey's house and Sabrina shows up at the window. You changed your hair. Yeah. Thanks for sending that guy, Nick. He, he said you saved the whole town tonight. Sabrina's like, you know, I want to check on you and I wanted to apologize again for all the secrets, for Tommy, for everything. I'm truly sorry. Harvey says, I know. You know you are. And Sabrina says, you know, what if we start over? No more secrets this time. Harvey says, I just don't think that's such a good idea. I don't know if it's safe for me to be around you or Roz or Susie. Harvey says, why not? Sabrina says, I had to do something tonight that scares me. Harvey, it touched something dark inside me. I love you too much to risk anything bad happening to you. And Harvey, you know, he thinks about this for a moment. He goes, can, can I get one last kiss? And He's so heartbroken and sad. And so Sabrina goes to kiss him and they kiss and then the wind blows and she's gone. She wasn't there. I just wrote Harvey understands the wonderful, wonderful boy. He he is heartbroken, but he gets it. Yeah, he does. He does. And she doesn't say I'm never coming back here again. It's like, I don't know if it's safe yet. And I need to figure that out before I get near mm-hmm. any of you and we go back to wardwell she's telling her story and that as they say was that all things according to his plan though i never really get the credit i deserve the best and worst things happen in the shadows well this is a very long-winded way of my telling you that i'm an amazing teacher principal hawthorne and now we finally turn to the chair and we see that principal hawthorne has been bound and gagged no one but me could have gotten sabrina so far along the path of night and so he finally says, who the hell are you, lady? Who well, am I'm I? I'm not Mary Wardwell. <laughs> Though I do enjoy her body. <laughs> I'm the mother of demons, the dawn of doom, Satan's concubine. I'm Lilith, dear boy, first wife to Adam, saved from despair by a fallen angel. I call myself Madam Satan in his honor. And her but voice starts to modulate a just, bit. Just a little bit. But soon, very soon, I'll have a new title. You see, once I finish grooming Sabrina to take my place as Satan's foot soldier, I'll earn a crown and a throne by his side. Who am I? I'm the future queen of hell. And she peels off her face and we see the skeletal being that is supposed to be Madame Satan from the comics. And then we assume she eats him. Well, we know she eats him because of what she says to Stolas right after this. Yes. Okay. So then we cut quickly and she's talking to Stolas. <coughs> I, I did so leave you leftovers. Stop squawking and just say it. And now we get Stolas's actual voice. We hear Stolas talk. 
Forgive me, madam, but doesn't it seem that Satan is grooming Sabrina to reign at his side and not you? And then Wardwell says, but the Dark Lord wouldn't betray my eternal service like that, Stolas. Even if he would, there would be a very simple way to deal with Sabrina. And she takes Stolas's neck and breaks it. And he drops to the ground. Well, fuck. Okay, so one, we finally hear the familiar's actual voice, which I hope means that in the next series, we get to hear Salem's voice. Yes. And then also Leviathans and, and the spiders and all of the familiars. I hope we get to hear them talk more because it's a part of... Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was super fun and would also add another layer of comedic effect or exposition that doesn't have to be done by the the Bellman family. Well, and Salem in the comics is dark and twisted, mm-hmm. but just as funny. Yes. And so it would be real fun to get his story. Yes. Because Salem's story, which is in the comic book, is great. And so I would really enjoy hearing that told. We cut to the school. And the three friends, Harvey, Susie, and Roz, are sitting in a chair, and they're all just, like, staring. She's still Sabrina, Harvey. She's still the same girl we know. I don't know, Susie. Something had changed, and not just her hair. But she's coming to school, right? I mean, we're still her friends. And they all are just very confused. <laughs> Understandable. They and then we cut to the School of Dark Arts, and we see Sabrina walking in line with the weird sister. She's wearing the same outfit they are. Hers is just red with the lacy collar. And she's walking in step and Nick sees them all together and he's like, what is this? And as we get closer to the camera, Sabrina gives us a nice little wink as the song A Little Wicked plays. Damn. So good. With that black lipstick. I don't think it's black. It's It's dark. dark, dark red. Oh, my God. That was just like. (laughs) And that is a perfect way to end a comic book story like they did this so well one of the arguments we got on on reddit recently about riverdale is like you know how long does the show go and it really comes down to like if they had kept their seasons to 13 episodes they could have kept Riverdale going for a long time. Yeah. Now they've been they've been renewed through season four, but they're getting up to the point like you're not going to make it past six with this garbage. You're just not with the way you're doing you're doing it. And Sabrina is already going to have four seasons. And I'm like, they could go eight easy if this is the style that they're going to do it. If we're going to do ten every six months, they they could do it. They could do it. They could it's double just it. Such a smart way to do it, and it's unfortunate that. Riverdale is locked into where it is because we can complain about that all the time, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the creator's decision to extend the seasons that long. That could be something that the CW is making them do. Yeah, well, that's a mistake. It is, but and it's the CW. That's also, it's about contract negotiations. I mean, we've seen shows that have said, I'm shortening our order because I think the story we need to tell is only 13 episodes or is only eight Riverdale is a soap opera that's fun. Mm-hmm. This is a legit good show. Agreed. Agreed. And you I'm know. so and- looking forward to it. Part two is what they're calling it. Premieres April 5th. And so we'll probably do what we did last time. Let it be out for a month. And then we'll start our cover, releasing our coverage here on Patreon. But first. But we, we got this little extra bit that nobody was really expecting. Uh, back in November, they released Chapter 11, A Midwinter's Tale. Hell yeah, Christmas special. Yeah, so we will have that for you next.
next week. <laughs> yes, I'm very, very looking forward to this. I'm kind of sad we didn't get to do it at Christmas time, but it's still amazing. So until next time, hashtag praise, praise Satan. Satan.